So last night, I was in my garage after a long day. It was dark, just pitch dark. And I heard this loud crack and a huge, like, ground-thaking thud. And I went out in my yard with a flashlight. It was pitch dark. And I have this giant split oak in my yard. And it fell. And I mean, it blocked my whole driveway and part of my yard. So uh, something was trying to keep us from doing these baptisms this weekend. But I got my car and I wiggled through my yard, crossed my drain field. It, it's probably going to be a problem, but we, we, I'm here. Yeah. And you're here. And 48, 50 people are here to declare that they have met a person named Jesus and he's changed their life. You know, it's been a while maybe since you've heard or maybe you've never heard why we call our church Jacob's Well. It's about a story in John chapter 4 about Jesus. He said he was tired after a long day and his disciples had gone into town to buy food. But he sat at this place called Jacob's Well and he was thirsty. And it's just this incredible story about this woman who came to talk with him, and they entered into this most amazing spiritual conversation. It's a lot like the conversation you'd get if you went to the Alpha class about who am I, who is God, how can I even know and trust the things that God has said, and, 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 and just incredible spiritual conversation. But she entered into this conversation with Jesus, and, and, and just give me to understand, this is not a Sunday school lady. This is a lady who's actually, you know, had a past. She has deep spiritual questions. She had been uh, married five times, and, and she was kind of an outcast from her community because she came to the well at the hottest part of the day by herself without the protection of the other community of women because she just didn't want to be seen by anybody, so she'd isolated but she was alone, and, and yet still, when she came to this well, Jesus did something that was radical. He asked her for a cup of water. That broke like 20 rules. Jesus breaks rules that society has put on us, blasts through religion and, and bias and racism and sexism, and he speaks to this woman who's technically part of a different race, and, and, he, and he speaks to this woman, and that was against the rule, and he asks her for a drink of water, and even for her to take wa him to take water from this woman was against the rules. It was not stuff, stuff Jesus was supposed to do, but Jesus blasted through that and entered into a conversation where he revealed to her, and actually one of the first people he revealed himself to as the Messiah, and she recognized it, and she just, wow, she just, her whole life began to change. She ran back, and she told her community, and her community came and found Jesus. So this is a woman who met Jesus at a place called Jacob's Well, and her whole life changed. That's why we call our church Jacob's Well, because we want this to be a place where people come, and they don't hear about, you know, the programs or the facility or the pastor, good looking as he is. I mean, all those kinds of things. We want this to be a place where people come away talking about Jesus, talking about who he is and what he's done and how they just can't imagine living life without him, how Jesus Christ actually came and lived a perfect life. And he died on a cross being punished for sins, not his sins, but my sins and your sins and all of our sins. And when we put our faith and trust in him, it, it saves us from our sins. It brings us salvation and begins this process of transformation that goes on throughout our life, this journey we talk about that ultimately comes to this thing of, of going to be with him in eternity as citizens of a kingdom of God. It's this understanding that what Jesus gives us is forgiveness for our sins, hope for the future. He gives us relationships where no longer are we, what the Bible says, without Jesus, we're strangers and aliens, even enemies of God. 
But in Jesus now, we are friends of God. We are brothers and sisters with Christ, and we are children of God the Father. We can go now and pray. So when we pray, we pray our Father. All of this is a celebration of what we're doing today. This is why Jacob's Well exists, so people can experience that. You know, at church here, we've been in this series about Sabbath, which is about rest. And one of the things that we do when we learn to bring proper work-life balance, uh, work-rest balance into our life, one of the things we begin to discover is that we start beginning to understand the joy of resting in God. And one of the things that happens there is we start recognizing that ultimately we will rest in God. And actually, at the time of our death, we talk about entering into our rest, our, our being at peace, our labor being over. And so what, what Sabbath reminds us of is that each one of us has a day where someday our heart will keep beating, or it will quit beating, and, and the breath will stop, and we'll have an appointment to meet with Jesus. And, and, and Sabbath reminds us that at the end of that time, you know, when, when we put our faith and trust in Jesus, that's a, that's a resting in God. And so baptism is a celebration of that. So let me just explain what baptism is. You're standing in the water there, in the picture, before you're put under the water, is the old you is here, there. The old you with all the sin and the corruption and the selfishness and the brokenness, the things that separate you from God and alienate us from each other. We are dead without God. And what happens is, is the picture, and this is the thing the very first Christians did, Christians throughout the century has done, you, you take a dead thing and you bury it. And, and something amazing happens when, when you are buried in Christ, buried in baptism. The old person dies and stays behind and stays buried. But, but we don't just believe in death as Christians, we believe in resurrection. Because Christ rose from the dead, we believe one day we will rise to be with him. And so the picture of us is that a new person rises. A person who's not perfect, but a person who's on a journey towards that perfection that God will perfect in us in eternity, this journey of growth and discovery. And so baptism is a picture of death, burial and resurrection. It's a reminder of the gospel. It's a call for us to Sabbath or to rest in God. You see, the, the, this thing, this is called the gospel, is all about this understanding that our work is not adequate, God's work is adequate. And nowhere is that more true than in the story of the gospel, that we could not work our way to God only when we put our faith and trust in the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross. Only when we rest in that, only when we Sabbath in that, do we find true life? That's why the book of Hebrews describes Jesus as our great Sabbath. The fulfillment, the ultimate fulfillment of Sabbath is resting in Jesus. And so there's 48 people who said, this is what's happened to me. I met Jesus, my whole life changed. We've got some who are really young and on fire for God. We've got some in the middle. We've got some, you know, um, more mature ones. Uh, don't say older, but, 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 but they're more mature. And, and, and they're all declaring this. Some of them, it, it happened years ago. Some of it has just recently happened. Some was a journey of understanding. And all of a sudden, they just realized, I believe. And so they're here to declare it, and that's worth celebrating. So before those folks come out, I just want to ask you, have you put your faith and trust in the work that Jesus has done? Are you still trying to trust in your own work? Say, what does that look like? It looks like trusting my image my ability to talk my way out of problems, my ability to do for myself, my trust in what I do rather than what God does. And so what salvation looks like is saying, you know what? 
I reject my own effort to be a good person, a righteous person, to be okay with God or anybody else. And I'm going to put my full faith and trust in what Jesus Christ has done, believing that not only will that save me, not only will that bring me forgiveness, but that will actually transform me, begin this process of making me a good person from whom good things naturally flow. So the work is not something we do to get salvation. The work is that which, which flows from resting or finding salvation in God. And so I just want to ask you, have you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? If you haven't, I actually want to pray a prayer. And I want to just let this prayer be your prayer. This is a prayer where you would invite Christ to be your Lord and Savior, to be the one you are resting in, the one who you find eternal life in. And so if you're here just because somebody invited you to a baptism, but you just know you need to do this, I'm just going to encourage you, just in your heart, let my words be your words. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus... I've sinned, I've messed up, and I've tried to make myself right. I I put this pressure on myself to look right and act right, and I just can't do it anymore. And so I give up on my effort to be a good person, be a righteous person. I give up on my effort to be good enough to go to heaven someday or even be pleasing to you. I set that all aside, and I turn my attention to Jesus on the cross. And right now I declare in faith that I put my faith and trust in his work on the cross. I rest in his work on the cross. What he did matters, not what I do. And so I trust in that for my forgiveness, for my salvation, for my transformation. Any work I do, I want to do out of the the power that comes in trusting Jesus. And so right now, in Jesus' name, I put my full faith and trust. Come into my life. Be my Lord, be my Savior, forgive my sins, do it all in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. So I just want to let you know, if you prayed that prayer and you want to talk to someone after service, I want to encourage you to stop by the Connection Center. I bet there'll even be some pastors by the New Here Center. We would love to just hear about where you're on your journey. If you've got more questions, stop back there. And uh, we would just love to hear about what God's doing in your life. Okay, you want to see some baptisms? Me too. All right, so we're going to have our baptism folks come out, and here comes my book.